Well, hello, and welcome to the e-commerce evolution podcast, where we bring you the best of what's new and what's next in e-commerce. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce, and our mission with this show is to interview the top merchants, the top marketers, and the experts shaping the e-commerce industry. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by Zipify and their flagship app, Zipify Pages. Zipify Pages is an e-commerce sales funnel and landing page builder that seamlessly integrates into your Shopify store. Just start with one of a growing list of templates and then customize and go. These templates are created by my friend and eight-figure e-commerce store owner, Ezra Firestone. Each template is built with proven conversion elements, but also features a simple drag and drop editor. So you can truly make these pages your own, so you can customize and tweak and test and create some awesome landing pages and sales funnels. So check out all the details, sign up for the beta at zipify.com. Hello everyone and welcome to episode six of the e-commerce evolution podcast. So excited about my guest today. Mr. Kurt Elster of EtherCycle and also the host of the unofficial Shopify podcast. Tremendous podcast. I was a guest on that podcast a few months ago. I'm a regular listener. It's very good. He joins the show to talk about conversion rate optimization. Now, Kurt is a master at conversion rate optimization. Specifically, he works with Shopify sites, but his tactics and approach to conversion rate optimization will work for you regardless of the platform you're on. But he's worked with some really big brands, including Verizon, NFL, Hilton, uh, Everest Bands, Shopify, all kinds of big brands. He really knows his stuff. We get into a lot on this show. We talk about design mistakes, where to begin with conversion rate optimization, considerations with mobile and how now in a, in a mobile first world, how you should treat conversion rate optimization we talk about some specific examples of clients of his that have done really well. And so I think you're going to find a lot of really helpful information in here. Please enjoy my interview with Mr. Kurt Elster. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the e-commerce evolution podcast. My guest today is Mr. Kurt Elster of EtherCycle. Kurt, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing, well, actually, I'm, I'm doing great. I, uh, Lots of stuff happening. I had a, a baby girl born last week and uh, became a Shopify and then became a Shopify Plus expert like the the week before that. So all kinds of stuff going on. New Shopify expert, new dad, all kinds of awesome stuff going on in your life. That's really exciting, man. Well, thanks for uh, carving out time in the midst of all of that to join the show and to talk conversion rate optimization, which I'm super excited about. It's my favorite. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Uh, and so, Kurt, just give a quick background for those that, that maybe don't know you, and I know a lot of people do. Quick background on on what you do and how you got to this place. Sure. So I've been, uh, in 2009, I quit my job to start to try to build my own e-commerce platform. That turned out to be way harder than I thought, but <laughs> through, you know, uh, lots of uh, pivoting, as they say, repositioning, iterating, all that stuff. We quickly went from generalist web design agency to working with big brands on WordPress projects for like Hilton Hotels, the NFL, Verizon. And then from there, uh, at the same time, we were doing work with local businesses. A friend owned a bike shop said, hey, can you help me build a new e-commerce store? So we built a custom theme on Shopify, and I think that was 2010. They took notice and said, do you want to be in this thing called the Shopify Experts Program? We're just starting it. I said, sure. And since then, uh, about 
two and a half, three years ago, I said, you know what? We love Shopify. Why are we doing anything other than that? So we niched down been working exclusively on Shopify, um, helping people set up stores, migrate, work, do a lot of work with Amazon sellers, which is a lot of fun. Um, but predominantly, you know, the thing I seem to be best at is, is being the, a truth sayer and going through people's websites with a fresh set of eyes and saying, listen, uh, here's, here are all the things that are barriers to conversion. Giving people the cold, hard facts that, hey, here's what you need to know, what you need to change to make your site convert better. And I, I think it's really smart to focus, and you guys have chosen Shopify, which is a smart choice, working well for you. And not only that, but you're the host of a pretty rocking podcast focused exclusively on Shopify. So talk about that just a little bit. Right. You were, yeah, you were a, a wonderful guest on the unofficial Shopify podcast. Um, yeah, we, we got that going. Uh, that's been sp- we even got sponsorships for it, which is the coolest thing. People that's pay me to talk. Cool. Very um, cool. <laughs> that's for over, I think over a year now, we've had sponsors consistently. But now we cracked, uh, we're closing in on 200,000 downloads. Wow. Um, just over 100 episodes. Um, and truthfully, that, that's a lot of fun. I love doing podcasts, both you know as a guest and, and as a host with the unofficial Shopify podcast. Yeah, so it's I, a great it's That a great one's fun. One. I get to talk a lot less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, whether you're on Shopify or not, I mean, if you are, I think it's a must-listen to. There's good stuff even if you're not on Shopify, but check it out, Unofficial Shopify Podcast. And so, so Kurt, just so excited you're here. I want to dig into this topic, this topic you're known for, conversion rate optimization, making sites turn visitors into customers. And one of the things that I've always said, and I heard this from another really sharp marketer, is that it's often easier to double your conversions than it is to double your traffic. And, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, predominantly in our agency, OMG Commerce, we're focused more on the traffic side. So Google Shopping, AdWords, Bing, Bing Shopping, doing some stuff on Amazon as well. But man, if you are spending all this time and effort on traffic and then sending them to a site that's less than ideal and or is not converting as well as it could or should, then you're missing out big time. So right with yeah, they're they're not mutually exclusive in any way. Um, what I have to tell people is, hey. Conversion rate optimization works to get you a better ROI on your ad spend. If you're paying to send people to your site, you want to get as many of them to buy as possible. And one of the great ways to do that is making the site convert better. Yeah, absolutely. This is so worthwhile. It's you know plugging holes in the boat. It's just making things work better. And uh, and so let, let's dive in. And, and I'd be curious to, to know, so you're perceived and you are a, a Shopify conversion experts. So when you're consulting with a new client, so they come to you and they say, hey, I've got this Shopify store. I want to build a Shopify store. I want it to convert better. Kurt, help me. You know, like what, what would you recommend? So where do you start? What questions do you ask? What's kind of your process? Sure. There's no, you know, I don't think there's a, a right or wrong way to approach this, but there's a, a couple, like three key pillars here. Number one, how easy is the site to use? I tell people, your biggest enemy is not a competitor. It's the back button. That back button is going to be the problem here. So On true. any device, if the site is at all frustrating, hard, you know, if they can't find what they're looking for, if it doesn't look like the thing they thought it was going to be when they click through the ad, if it doesn't, you know, they have questions, whatever, they're going to click back. So it's number one, the site has to be as easy, brain dead as possible. Our, our saying around here is the user is a crazy, lazy drunk. And what we mean by that is, you know, yeah, it needs to be, you know, the they're crazy in that the site has to be they're a sociopath. The site has to be entirely focused on me, the visitor. I don't care about you, right? How are you going to make my life better? So yeah, all your it, positioning, messaging has to be around that. 
it's hard to overestimate the laziness of the shopper, of the consumer, and you know, not to paint them in a negative light because we're consumers too, but when you're shopping and trying to buy something or figure something out on a website, you're busy and you don't want it to take forever. And if you make someone right. think or think too much, they're out of there. Absolutely. And that's where we say they're lazy, where it's like, you know, it, they're, it's not that they're lazy. It's that they don't have they don't have the patience to put up with your shenanigans. So if your site isn't easy to easy and obvious to navigate, they're just going to click back and go elsewhere. Um, and we say and that's where like drunk plays into it too. You need um, and it's a reference to Lit, Richard Littower, who does um, the user is a crazy drunk.com. He does drunk user testing, like literally gets that's drunk hilarious. and tests your website and does a screencast of it. That's but that's hilarious. Like that's a good way to approach it, and that if you can use the website hammered, okay, that means that for someone sober, it's going to be that much easier. It's the ultimate so, test. It's like that <laughs> so show, like, Drunk History, uh, which right. is a really funny show. Yeah. So number one, that site's got to be easy to use, and we'll talk more about that later. Um, two, it's got to be trustworthy. Like if I go into a store off the street, I know that leases were signed, permits were ordered. They can't just vacate overnight. Okay, maybe they can, but they likely won't. You know, and abscond with my money versus an e-commerce website. It's bit like if you just land on it and you've never heard of them, it's really not that different from a guy in a parking lot being like, hey, you want to buy some T-shirts out of my trunk? Like, I don't know anything about you. Exactly. And you're asking for my credit card. So you need to really work to build confidence and build trust. Um, but then most importantly, you know, truthfully, the most important factor in conversion rate optimization is quality of traffic. So there needs to be a fit between, um, you know, your product Product and market. So the people you send to the site, I mean, they need to be interested in the product. You can't just send random traffic and then be like, well, why doesn't it convert? You know, oftentimes that is if ever once we've worked out the first two and the conversion rate still isn't right, then that's where we start looking at product market fit. Right. You're not, you're, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna sell skinny jeans to baby boomers typically, right? So there's gotta be that that product to market fit uh, fit totally makes sense. That's a lot of what we do on our end and and so uh, yeah, if if you don't have that right, then no amount of good selling or conversion rate optimization is going to convince the wrong market to buy your product. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, good. So, uh, where should someone start then? So, in terms of of what changes should I make to the site? So, if my site is not converting the way I want it to, do I begin with the cart? Do I begin with product detail page? Do I look at category pages? Where should I begin? So, you know, it largely depends on where the road bumps are, but often conversion rate optimization could be as simple as having someone with fresh eyes walk through the store and try to buy something. So this is what I will often do, you know, and I could do this on my own or um, I could do it like in a video and have and walk through it with the client and they can watch over my shoulders. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? Um, and I'll just, you know, I'll go through somebody's site. I'll write down every single confusing, eye-raising or frustrating part of buying and just fixing those things can double a conversion rate. But you know, you're saying, where should I start? If you're looking for an informed way to do it, you can look at your data, you can look at your sales funnel and see where things drop off. So like if we use Shopify as an example, um, right in the dashboard of Shopify, you can get, you can see uh, this three-part sales funnel where it goes, what percent of people added to cart, what percent reached checkout, and what percent purchased. And typically, like without knowing much about the store, if you tell me those numbers, I could tell you where, where the fault lies. You know, an ideal one would be like, uh, let's say, you know, 8%, well, we'll make it easy. We'll say 10% of people add to cart. That would be great. 5% of people reach checkout, 2.5% purchase. That would be a very profitable store. Um, but the typical Shopify store, if I had to guess, is probably like a half to 1% because they're not 
just you know you throw everything out in there and it's going to be very low. Whereas uh, your best estimates for like Amazon is probably 3.3%. But anyway, back to the the sales funnel example. You would expect, you know, in each step of the process, it would be totally normal to lose half of people along the way. So if it's 10% ad and then 5% reach checkout, I'd say that's probably normal. But if suddenly there's a huge dip, that tells you like, okay, there that's the place to look first you know, between those two steps. Got it. That makes sense. So if, if you get kind of the normal amount of people getting to the cart or adding something to the cart, but then they really drop off more than normal in checkout, then maybe there's an issue in the, in the checkout stage. Uh, so yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. You know, or it could be someone goes, oh, my conversion rate is low. And I say, well, what's the, what percent are adding to cart? And they go, well, it's, it's 3%. Okay, that, that's low. That could be up higher. That tells you either they're not getting to the product, they can't find it, or there's something wrong with the messaging, or the site's just so not trustworthy, they're not even getting further than the homepage. Yeah, and so so talk about that a little bit. What In terms of the add to cart, what should be kind of a normal percentage there for, you talked about maybe a, a typical Shopify site, and this was not to say this number was good, but typical conversion rates are like 052 one percent right for conversion rate what should be a typical kind of add to cart all right so number uh, when talking about these numbers it's going to be different from everybody yeah for everybody because of these what we said so you know if someone says hey and a guest told me this and i wish i could remember which one but i said what's a good conversion rate and he goes what that's better than last month i love that idea (laughs) just always awesome don't compare yourself to other people all you got to do is just is increment just iterate get slightly better every month that's so look at that from it that way but you know based on like i to give you benchmarks um a great a, a typical and good setup would be like eight percent add to cart four percent reach checkout two percent purchased like most store owners if they could get that and have it work at scale would be thrilled i mean that's uh, you know, like seven-figure stores are going to be in doing that in that range. Yeah, and a lot of that depends on you know what are you selling, what's the price point. I know often higher-ticket items that require more investigation, more shopping, more research that can drag on a little bit more. But, but absolutely, that, that sounds great as a as a benchmark. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I'm curious, how have you seen conversion rate optimization or, or CRO? evolve now that we're in a mobile first world uh, for e-commerce really for everything we're mobile first for everything but how has CRO evolved in the mobile first environment well you have to you have to take a data driven approach so i mean number one probably it is it is double the amount of work in that you know first like now if i can make it work on desktop and we could fix messaging issues there all right well you still got to go do the same thing on mobile right you have to walk through on your phone and make sure it works but you don't you know there's so many phones you could make yourself crazy just as with desktop where it's like all right does this look right in chrome does it look right in firefox the same thing happens like there's all kinds of fragmentation on mobile and vendors are getting better and these things these browsers are getting more consistent um but you know the the data-driven approach here if you're really looking to optimize is fire up google analytics and you can get a report, um, probably a dashboard is the easiest way to do this, and you can see what um, what devices people are using to visit the site. And you can also actually break it down by conversion numbers too if you wanted to get fancy. Um, and I love Google Analytics. I can't believe this thing is free with the amount of data it gives you. But what and you can do is – And always getting better <laughs> as well. Yeah, they're always iterating and improving on it um, as, as we should all be. Um, but you no, know, one of the things, uh, if we're really looking to optimize, we're run out of low hanging fruit. 
um, one thing to do would be to go into Google Analytics, look at, see, hey, what devices are my customers using, not me? You know, everyone checks it on their own phone and we all have different preferences, right? Um, and we've seen issues where like a, a theme that was formerly responsive suddenly now isn't on like an iPhone versus an iPhone Plus because of the different viewports, et cetera. Um, but no, look, uh, use that Google Analytics report, find the top 10 devices and start <laughs> borrow, beg, steal those devices so you can do the same thing, run through the site and just try to make a purchase on those top, you know, say top five devices. When you nail that one and you say, all right, well, I still want to keep going, go down, you know, through devices six through 10. And pretty soon you have what's called a, a device lab where you've got you know this whole stack of phones. For the longest time, I had this big stack of phones in my office. Um, there's also virtual ways to do it online. Yeah, but it's more fun to buy the device. And I'm, I'm a bit of a device junkie, so I, I can use <laughs> things like this to justify my addiction and tell my wife, no, listen, I need 10 phones. It's for the business. It's for customers. It's market research. Um, oh, absolutely. And one of the, like eBay is great for this. You know, just buy like the previous generation off eBay, use it, and then when it's too dated, set like sell it back on eBay when your customers aren't using it anymore. But invest in the devices your customers are using. Yeah, I like it. And you know, sometimes we we forget these simple steps. I was buying a, a product from a, a customer recently. I try to do that as much as I can. If we're doing business with somebody, I like to uh, purchase their product. And I was buying it on my mobile device because it was going to be actually for a Christmas gift. And so I was going through the checkout, and there was this one area where it asked me to check a box, like on a preference for something. And I, I use an iPhone 7 Plus because uh, I like the bigger screen. I've got big hands. And so I was trying what? to like, click on this box. I couldn't click on it. Like it was in the corner. <laughs> like I, could, I couldn't scroll up. I couldn't pinch or zoom. I couldn't, I couldn't click on it I was going to say that's where you start doing those shenanigans where you're like pinching and zooming to try and yeah. get it. Yeah, I'm turning the phone sideways. I'm like standing on my head. I can't. I can't get it to. Yeah, to, and to work. you're a professional. You do this stuff every day for a living. Like you live on the web. So yeah. how are you? How do you expect a customer to do this? Yeah, and it was a client of mine. So I mean, I was going to buy from them. They, they, right. Know, I felt obligated. But if I didn't, I probably would have been would have been out of there. Yeah, so, you close that tab, click back, gone, just gone to someone else. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things we're seeing, Kurt, as we look at analytics for our clients, you know, mobile traffic, no surprise, continues to to climb steadily month over month. Mobile traffic is increasing. Mobile conversion rates, though, are still often, you know, a third to a half of what we see on on desktops. So, you know, if you're converting at three percent on desktop, you're maybe at one and a half percent on on mobile, and there are exceptions, of course. But are you guys seeing the same thing? And are you, are you seeing mobile conversion rates increasing? Any? Uh, what, what's been your experience? You know, yeah, I'm seeing exactly the same thing. Um, but I and I'm surprised they aren't increasing faster. But there are ways to work around this. And really, what it comes down to is, I don't want. I'm lazy. I don't want to type my address and my credit card number in right. on my phone. Like that's what it comes down to. So uh, if you offer a payment like Amazon Payments or PayPal uh, or Apple Pay, those are the way out of this. And really the big one I've seen is, is PayPal. Make sure you're offering PayPal because then I can just log in once and have my payment details and my address in there. And then that also, you know, people then know they're not sharing their credit card details with you. So it adds a little extra bit of trust. Um, that seems to be Looking at this like a, a data-driven approach, you'll see people overwhelmingly on mobile will choose to use uh, PayPal. Um, that's the way out of it. I think with like Apple Pay, you know, if we can get some standard convention with those mobile payments on the phone, because if you've ever used Apple Pay on a web, like on a Shopify store, it is so easy. Um, once we see more of that, I think it's going to help. I completely agree. Are Are you seeing the same thing with 
pay with Amazon or, or Amazon Pay as it's called now? Yeah, the one like the big one um, for sure. Like still, the dominant player seems to be PayPal, um, and I mean, it's going to depend on what your customers are like. Um, but uh, yeah, P- Amazon Pay seems to be growing, um, and then Apple Pay lags behind it. But still, still got to do it. PayPal, like I, th- you're if you don't offer PayPal, that's just such an easy low hanging fruit optimization right now. Is just go offer that as a gateway. Got to do it. Got to do it. And, and I totally agree with you. If the checkout process, the payment portion the mobile wallet if you will if that becomes easier i do agree mobile conversion rates will increase uh, which is which is great and any any different considerations if you're looking at product detail page or category page on mobile i know shopify really makes it pretty easy to to create a great experience on desktop and mobile but any any special considerations for those other pages outside of the cart for mobile well, the thing that people so number one, try stick to a single column layout. You make yourself crazy trying to do anything more than single column on a phone, um, and just let people scroll. They are much. They are like you could. It's so easy to scroll on a phone. Long pages are totally fine. Don't be afraid of it. But the big consideration that people miss out on on mobile is it's slower. I mean, even if you have a really fast LTE connection, you're lucky you got LTE because a lot of the country doesn't, um, or it's spotty. Um, phones are, are slow. Like not everybody is sitting on a iPhone seven plus, right? I mean, that thing is quick. Even going back to an iPhone six suddenly feels slow. Now try and performance optimize your site doing performance optimization, especially for mobile, um, often will, uh, will yield conversion rate optimization results. And you know, that also makes an impact for SEO, your organic rankings, your quality score and AdWords. Google's got a great free tool, the page speed insights. And there's a PageSpeed tool. Check it out. Google will tell you what your PageSpeed is like on mobile, what it's like on desktop. I think that's a great place. To yeah, start. and refer to refer to the size and the time of the the lo- or size and duration of load time. Don't make yourself crazy with the score it gives you. Right. Um, simply because it's they then give you like essentially it's a testing tool for like here's recommendations. But there's a whole bunch of stuff that it's not realistic for everybody to do, and in some cases wouldn't actually benefit you. Yeah, it's really good practical insight. I appreciate that. Uh, well, let's talk about some some practical design uh, mistakes or common design mistakes. So as you're reviewing Shopify sites, I know you do that all day long. What are some common design mistakes that you see? People reinventing the wheel. That's where you, <laughs> things go wrong. Everyone wants to be a special we snowflake. Be we want to be new, right. Kurt. We want to be we the wanna, only one. We want to be new and different. Guess what? You're the one who spends the most time on your website. Other people don't, and they do not have the patience to learn how to use it. I mean, there is a good reason why the biggest sites processing huge sums of money look pretty plain and basic um, and and often a little dated. It's because it works. It's because it's comfortable, and we all know what to do. So my advice is it, your site can look great, but stick to design conventions. Don't you know? try to keep um, – uh, try to keep your navigation as clean, um, as clear as possible. Um, try to, well, let's get another good couple. Try to think of some, some stuff that people do that, that tends to look strange. Um, you know, the only thing I, I would recommend trying is video. We've seen, like, anytime we add video, and that's fairly atypical compared to the big sites, um, that tends to boost conversion. I think 2017 is going to be the year of video. Um, but other than that, look at what Amazon is doing because Amazon has taught us all how to shop these big top 10 websites like Amazon, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, these big sites. 
have taught us all. They have trained us. They have set the convention. So go look at what they're doing. And every time you think like, well, how should I lay this page out? Number one is I go look at what Amazon does. And then I try and draw insights from that. This You could make yourself a little crazy because you don't know what you know their process is behind this. Maybe they're split testing something and you got caught up in it. Um, but try to stick to those those conventions. Don't go crazy. Yeah, and, and you know they've kind of set the bar. I mean, that's the expectation that people have. When I shop online, I want it to be like Zappos or like Amazon. Oh, yeah, Zappos similar. is a great, great um, example. Yeah, and and I, I try to shop Zappos frequently. I get myself in trouble because I buy too much uh, from there as well. But <laughs> uh, but the experience is great. It's a great mobile app. The desktop experience is good. They do some crazy stuff with SEO too, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, you gotta be you gotta be paying attention to those merchants. I do agree with you on video. Uh, you know, increasing time on site, getting people to engage with the product, you know, video just just works. So I appreciate that advice. And really, I think that should be kind of a breath of fresh air, right? I don't have to reinvent, you know, oh, I don't want my menu to be at the top of the page. That's too boring. Uh, like, well, you should be doing that. That's what people expect. You want it to be, you want it to be easy. So great. Great advice. Um, as soon as someone says make it pop, then I'm like, okay, well, let's back up. <laughs> let's not make it pop. That actually will will create issues. Let's make it let's make it kind of boring. Conventional is good. Conventional makes money. Yes, yes. Uh, let's talk about messaging a little bit. So, you know, there are design mistakes. There are certainly messaging mistakes as well. So where do you see people fail in terms of their messaging where it just doesn't resonate with people or just doesn't cause that conversion to happen? I think this is where it's really important to think about and always be revising your positioning statement. Like if you could communicate, if it takes you a full minute to explain to somebody what your product is and why they should want it and who it's for, they have tuned out. And how in the world do you expect them to repeat that? Like my positioning statement is I help Shopify store owners uncover hidden profits in their websites. So bang, in a few seconds, I've communicated to you what, like the benefit of what I do and who I do it for. Uh, and then what that it makes it really easy for you to repeat that. Like once I figured out my positioning statement, I started getting word of mouth referrals from people that I didn't know because it was sticky. It was crispy. It was easy for them to remember it. And you have to do exactly the same thing. Um, you know, even though I'm in the service business, you got to do the same thing for an e-commerce business where communicate really clearly who your audience is um, and what you can offer them. And you got to sell them the benefit. I really like your tagline, and it's also very visual. You know, you sell an intangible, you know, service uh, as as do I. But when you say that, uncovering hidden profits, I, I can picture that. Like the, I'm picturing that the profits are there, and they're they're in and they're in my site. It's there, it just has to be uncovered, and and I need an expert like you to help me help me do that. So very very powerful. Uh, any any particular exercises or insights that you take a merchant through to help them really get that crystal clear message that resonates? So absolutely, you've got to be talking to your customers. You don't know what you don't know. Like everything that oftentimes, you know, uh, a business is successful and people have intuited why their customers are buying. But unless you ask, you really don't know. So you would need to be um, ideally, you know, if you can get on the phone and ask people some questions, talk to your customers one-on-one, will really help you uh, get some insights. But what I like to do is uh, either periodically survey all of your customers, your your, your best customers, um, if you've got a lot. Uh, take like the people who are repeat purchasers or of high average order values and send them a survey and ask like, you know, ask, hey, who would you recommend our product to? Guess what? They're going to describe themselves to you and then say, uh, in 
uh, why would you? What would you tell them? You know why they should buy it? They're going to tell you why they bought your product, and like just those two things alone will be immensely valuable in forming that positioning statement, and then that becomes the cornerstone of all your other marketing. But you want to be able to, uh, you know, sell that that message. It will help immensely. I've got a good a good anecdote, a good example of of doing this. If you want to hear. Oh it. yeah, would love to hear it. Yeah, please. <laughs> so one of our our early shop clients with Shopify. Um, that we've been working with uh, this whole time. Love them. Uh, Everestbands.com. Everest like the mountain, bands like rubber bands. They sell replacement straps for Rolex watches. And they've, you know, they're cool. They're like, a, you kind of jazz up your watch with like an orange rubber strap or get a fancy leather strap. They're cool. Um, but they're expensive, like two, three hundred bucks. And we just assumed that people uh, were buying them because they wanted to have a, they wanted, they just wanted a cool strap for their, their watch. Like, what more did you need to know about it? And then we we surveyed customers. And we found out what was actually going on was people um, didn't – they wanted to wear – you know, they bought this expensive watch. They're proud of it. They want to wear it all the time. So they wanted to wear the Rolex, you know, golfing, biking, swimming. But they didn't want to scuff it up, scratch it. So they uh, they would buy these aftermarket – these nice aftermarket straps so that the watch wouldn't look cheap. But they wouldn't trash the bracelet because these steel bracelets get scratched so easily. So we changed the messaging. We said, you know, uh, protect your Rolex. Don't scuff up your um, your uh, the steel bracelet. And we added an accessory. We said, all right, we'll even sell you a case to hold the original bracelet so it doesn't get scratched up. It almost doubled sales. Wow. Wow. That's remarkable. And it's one of those things where – you know, we all make the mistake of assuming why someone buys our product or we assume this is the number one benefit. This is why someone buys. But you don't really know until you ask and until you observe and until you watch. And, and how cool is that, that not only that changed your messaging, so now we're talking about protecting and preserving. and Oh, it started, it changed the product lineup. Yeah, exactly. Merchandise. And I'd say, hey, now we can sell them other things that fit that that benefit that they're going after and, and completes that. So that's just fantastic, and nearly doubling sales—that's that's remarkable. Um, any any other cool success stories like that, or or to go along with that, anybody else that someone should be watching? I mean, I know we've got you know Amazon and Walmart and Zappos and and those guys, but anybody else, and and even clients of yours that someone should pay attention to that's getting this right. Uh- yeah, I think Everest Bands is a really good one. Um, they launched a new watch site, super high-end luxury stuff, uh, called montawatch.com. Uh, we built a custom theme for that. And that's kind of a, a bit of a, since it's a new business, it's a bit of a playground. We're experimenting, doing some cool stuff with video. Um, but if you want like a really good kind of like lifestyle, fashion, consumer example, check out recycledfirefighter.com, run by this guy, Jake Starr. He sells uh, wallets and other accessories made out of recycled fire hose. And just... interesting really nails it in every area in like messaging, usability, images, social media, just phenomenal. Um, and then my, my other tidbit I want to touch on, we didn't, uh, was a great conversion rate optimization hack is increase the number of touch points. So to build trust, uh, uh, a human flaw is the more times I experience something, the more familiar it becomes, the less scary it becomes, the more I trust it. So if you can increase the touch points your brand has with someone, it helps immensely, and an easy way to do that is remarketing and email and lifecycle email marketing. So, like those two things will have a big impact on the quality of traffic and then uh, your conversion rate. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, if you're not actively collecting email addresses from site visitors and not not just those that are purchasing, but site visitors as well, 
And then if you're not engaging in, in smart remarketing and even just doing the simple stuff of remarketing through AdWords, you know, and I mean, the, the Google Display Network is pretty huge. You can remarket in AdWords pretty inexpensively. If you got videos, you can do video remarketing through YouTube, but lots of, of options there. Any, any particular advice on, on email marketing, you know, capturing more emails or just any, any email lifecycle marketing tips? So certainly anyone who is running a an online business is in the business of list building. I wish I had started building my list earlier. It's the lifeblood of your business. That's the um, real asset of the business, right? Is the, the absolutely. List. Um, but be try and be a person. I mean, the more like when you look at someone like Target who has Maria Bamford as a spokesperson, it's not that they want Maria Bamford as a spokesperson. It's that they want to be human. With you as a smaller business. You get to be the face of your business. You can get out in front of it. And I would encourage you to do that in your email. Write, uh, try having plain text emails that thank your customers, that thank repeat customers. Communicate with people as though they're actually humans. Sell like a human. Um, and that seems to be hugely beneficial in, in growing the brand, building trust, and getting that, that great brand loyalty. Yeah, I love it. Any, any remarketing tips or any insights on, on remarketing? Uh, remarketing absolutely, uh, just as with your website is a sales funnel. So you can use that remarketing to help walk people through, um, to help build that trust. So using, uh, like dynamic product ads helps a lot, but then, you know, if you see, you can segment people who abandon cart, if you could do that, then we'll show them an ad that, uh, a remarketing ad that just takes them right back to their cart or has a coupon to get them back to the cart. And then right after they've purchased, you know, you can, that's a great time to do a remarketing ad with an upsell, where you can either say, you know, you can say, hey, here's an accessory. You bought a camera. Here's a tripod. Um, or, you know, here's 10% off a second purchase. There's, I would, uh, like, just simple remarketing is great. Any remarketing is better than none. But you could segment it and really, um, you know, break it up and try and walk people through this relationship with your brand. Yeah. And one of the, what we usually recommend is you start with, AdWords, and if you can run, you know, dynamic remarketing in AdWords. So whatever product someone looked at on your site, that's the product that's going to be in the ad. We found pretty good, consistent results with dynamic remarketing in AdWords, and then Facebook doing the same thing, dynamic remarketing via Facebook. Those are really kind of the main two from from my perspective. And then you could also look at potentially some YouTube remarketing. We're doing some cool stuff right now with. Uh, shoppable TrueView, which YouTube ads that have product listing ads or Google Shopping next to them, doing some cool stuff. Super with, cool. Uh, yeah, doing some cool stuff with Ezra and Boom. We're, uh, we're working on releasing a case study, uh, Ezra and I. Uh, so pretty exciting. But uh, would you agree with that? Like AdWords and Facebook, if you're going to start in two places to do remarketing, that those are probably the places to start? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think those are the biggest remarketing networks for sure. Um, people go, oh, which one should I do? Both. <laughs> They're not in <laughs> no way mutually exclusive. Um, you know, just make sure the messaging is similar. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, if you're not doing those, the, the immense, amazing low-hanging fruit just to add those those two channels to your business. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I want to talk a little bit about some of the resources you have and talk about how people can get in touch with you in a minute. But before we do that, any kind of parting shots, any final CRO tips or tricks or ideas? Let me think a moment. I asked, I pull the same question on my guests and it always, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's like, I was a genious love, right up until you said that. Love to, love to be putting people on the, on the spot. So 
No, I, to, to recap, number one, for conversion rate optimization, just try to remember three things. Your biggest competitor is the back button. You should design your site for a crazy lazy drunk because then it will work phenomenally well for those of us who are not lazy and, and are sober. Um, <laughs> and then th- thirdly, try to avoid you know over-designing things. Don't try to make it pop. Stick with convention. Look at what you know, Zappos is doing. Look at what Amazon is doing. And then just you know, if you want to make something pop, do it through your messaging and your content. That's what's really going to attract people. And then just in your message or in your email marketing, don't if you're, you know, a two people company, embrace that. Be be a person and let let that show. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And and I I totally agree. You know, if you look at some of the best e-commerce sites, the product is the star. It's not the design of the site. You almost forget about the site and you're just focused on, "Wow, I love that product." And good and design is invisible. Yeah, yeah, totally agree, totally agree. Well, Kurt, I know you've put together some fantastic resources. Uh, obviously, you know, go check out the unofficial Shopify podcast. But how else can someone get in touch with you? And then what other resources that you have would you, would you recommend to listeners? Sure. Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got a list of 25 uh, conversion rate optimization ideas you could try in your e-commerce store. It's geared towards Shopify. Um, I only work with Shopify stores. But I mean, truthfully, e-commerce is very similar across all platforms. So you could grab that uh, at my agency website, ethercycle.com, E-T-H-E-R-C-Y-C-L-E.com. Um, and also last December, we wrote a book on, hey, here's, here is, we're, we're opening the robe. This is our strategy for how we would grow a business. And truthfully, it's based largely on our work with everestbands.com. Um, it's called e-commerce bootcamp. And you get the free sample of it at ecommerce-bootcamp.com. Um, and actually, I will put together a coupon code if you want to grab the 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 whole package for 40% off uh just use coupon code brett b-r-t-t and you can get it there at ecommerce-bootcamp.com 40% off um and then lastly um on my agency website there's a link called resources where i've tried to compile a whole bunch of free helpful resources for people um that uh, should be useful and if you have any questions Best way to get in contact me, sign up for my newsletter and just reply to it. Um, and I would be, if you've got uh, a couple questions, ideas, things you want to bounce off me, I would be happy to take a look. Very cool. So you mean you actually reply to the emails that come in through your newsletter? That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I love this that people are, they'll email me and they go, I don't know if you read your email. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Either uh, well, I or my wife will, will often read my email. But I will always, it will always end up to me, I will always answer a thoughtful question. Fantastic. So definitely check it out. Uh, get on the newsletter. Download some of those resources. I'll put a link to everything in the show notes uh, along with that coupon code for the discount for listeners. So, Kurt, that's very gracious. I appreciate it. And, man, thanks for coming on. This was fantastic content. We'll have to do it again sometime. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And so, as always, let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Uh, give us some ideas, some feedback. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps the show get discovered by more Uh, great listeners. And so with that, uh, keep growing. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, 
our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.